Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, for this week's opening song, we're going to at the same time start to sing. And we're going to try and sync it up to the right song. Oh, oh God. Okay. Let's stare into each other's eyes. Okay. Okay. Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Like, (laughs) that doesn't. Anyway. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. This is I was going to sing Shake It Up by Taylor Swift because we were just talking about it and I thought that was the easy answer. (laughs) Well, I was thinking that. But then I was that led me to Disney, and that's where it got me to Miley. So <laughs> I I I listened to seven things on the way here. Iconic! Wow, I feel like this is a prime example of how different brains work from the same starting point and get to two different places. Wow. <laughs> Imagine you being analytical. I know. Um, uh, the, what, are, what are the seven things? The seven things I hate about you: your, your hair, your, your eyes, eyes, your old blue eyes, your hypnotized. You make, make me laugh. You, you make, make me cry. cry. I don't, I don't know, know which side to buy. buy. Your hand in mine, we're intertwined. Every I think she, I think I'm there singing the wrong part. No, That's right. the good your stuff. Hand. Oh yeah, wait. What did we just? What was the middle bit? Um, some hypnotized. You make me laugh. You make me cry. I don't know which. Make me laugh. You make me cry. I don't know which side to buy. Your friends are jerks when they act like them, even though it hurts. I wanna be with the one I love, and the seventh thing I hate the most that you do. You make me love you. What a great song. That is a great song. Miley really said, Disney star, I'm going to redefine it. <laughs> she did, though. She she, did. she was right. And you know what? She's an icon for it. There was a quote recently that came out. It was like Miley Cyrus, quote, um, uh, the, the, second I, the, the second I had sex for the first time is the second I stopped wanting to play, stopped Wanting to play Hannah Montana on Disney. That's so fucking funny. That's so funny. Um, I love both that revelation and also her honesty in telling everybody that. Absolutely. <laughs> Welcome to What the Fuck is Happening, the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Nick. I'm Maddie. And you are and, uh, a person. Yes. Um, okay, first order of business is <laughs> um, on one of our last... I think like two weeks ago episode or something, we got a comment on YouTube um, by we? one of our listeners. Oh, God. Who made a comment and it cracked me up and I okay. cannot stop thinking about it and they are so correct. <laughs> okay. Um, basically, they commented on YouTube on one of our video podcasts and said, um, love the podcast. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, but... With the camera angle and seating positions, it always looks like Maddie is the host and Nick is the guest. That's so funny. And I said, that's hilarious and you're absolutely right and now I can't unsee it. So I was going to suggest we switch places. Oh, yeah. So that 
right now. You can be the guest and I can be the host. We can do that next week because I've already set the roadcaster to the right settings. Wow. Okay. So. <laughs> sorry, commenter. <laughs> sorry, commenter, even though you are completely right yeah. and I agree with you and I can't unsee it. I don't think Nicholas would be able to handle this seat of power. <laughs> I think I would. And I don't think it's about power. Oh, wow. I think it's more that I'm face on. Oh, no, I meant you wouldn't be able to handle having to the roadcaster. When, no, you I even know, what know you meant. when to press the buttons. I know what you meant. <laughs> but I'm saying I think the real power position is here. Because you're staring straight on. Straight off. at the camera. That's really fair. I mean, for general context, the only reason... General why- context. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the only reason why mm. this has always kind of happened is literally just because... I own no. I own the studio and I own the equipment. Oh, so I've always just been like, okay. I'll just, I'll use it. Wow! <laughs> but you know what? I'm cool to I'm cool to switch. You, Didn't you do it when we were recording like the first fifteen episodes at the other place? No, we mixed. It would depend. Well, I mean, yeah, because it <laughs> it was depend us. <laughs> it was a penis. <laughs> Today's clearly a great day for Maddie for speaking, which makes me so happy she has an audio uh, audio format in the um, podcast. Fuck. Actually, you know what? It won't even matter next week because we're going to be in the other room. I'm switching the room over. So that soon? Yeah. Well, wow. I mean, if I can get chairs, um, but hopefully next week. So everyone, look up for a switch up in space. Yeah, yeah. Very exciting. Interesting. Okay. I mean, we can switch if you want now. No, the the really last time. A last hurrah in this room. No. <laughs> no. I don't want it. No. Do you know what, though? I appreciate you, commenter, for realising that I do, in fact, hold the power in this relationship and this podcast. Okay, I am let's move on. the host. <laughs> um, so this week's episode, we're going to try and keep it to an hour. It's already been five minutes, so who knows? Fuck. Um, we actually have three... Things to review this week. Do. But we also have some pop culture news. I also would like to review this water bottle. <laughs> that one is for you. That one goes out <laughs> to all the ladies in the audience tonight. <laughs> what was the second thing you said? I got really distracted by my water bottle. We also have pop culture news. Oh, okay. Right. I'm sure this is this. <laughs> that is what our podcast is about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Wow. Should I start? Do you have something? Yes, I actually do, because I've been fucking seeing it on my TikTok for the past four days, and it hasn't gone away yet. Okay, what is it? <sighs> well, I you'll 100% already know this, but... So this is about Doja Cat and Noah Schnapp. You don't know this? No, I don't. Oh, I was going to say, oh. I'm going to you. I, the, this is the audio visuals I have. Iconic. Okay, amazing. Because this topic is so sending me. run down the situation. Uh, oh, we all know how good I am at that. Um, It started with Doja saying on Twitter that she had a crush on Joseph Quinn, the dude who plays Eddie Munson in the new season of Stranger Things. Am I doing well so far? Mm-hmm. Wow. And then she DM'd Noah Schnapp, is that how you say his name, on Instagram, (laughs) and she was like, set me up with Joseph, does he have a girlfriend, should I slide into his DMs? Noah replied, 
and said, this is this is him, this is where you should contact him. But then he made a TikTok about it, which was so fucking funny. And then Doja went on Instagram Live and was like, nowhere is a snake. <laughs> Why would he share our private communications? And for the past three days, all I've been seeing on TikTok is people being like, Noah's 17 year old, 17 years old, she's 26. Why was she messaging him in the first place about this? And it's also not that deep. It was a public crush that she had already admitted to on Twitter. Why is she acting like he's sharing information that no one knew? Okay. Is that what your take is as well? Yes. Okay, I have a different take. Oh, um, I don't know if that's I what also, my take is, but... She never tweeted about it or anything. Having a crush. Like, oh, there you go. Was, anyway. No, okay, so... I don't know. I, I mean, mostly my take is why are we still talking about this? The screenshot reads, Noah, can you tell Joseph to hit me up? Wait, no, does he have a girlfriend? And then Noah says, LMAO, slide into his DMs. And she says, I don't know his Instagram or Twitter. He doesn't have a DM to slide in. And then he just sent a link, a link to Joseph's Instagram yeah. and said, right here, ma'am. That's it. Right? Yeah. Well, but that's all that he posted, at least. To answer your question about why she's messaging him about this, mm. it's because they have a previous friendship. That makes sense. You can see my Snoopy, she Snoopy unfollowed him on Instagram now. Detective Vision. You can see they've had a past conversation. Oh, Yeah. Where she's like to comment, or he's like to comment. Uh, presumably, they have an artistic relationship. Makes sense. Where they like each other's work. Yeah, and that's bonded really over fair. that. That's so they so have already talked in the past. That's why she would ask him over anyone else on the cast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I really don't have opinion. I. And then, okay, wait. Let's just let's listen to what she said. Okay. Because I have what she said about him. showing DMs between him and Doja Cat. It seems like Doja Cat went on TikTok Live and addressed the situation. The Noah Schnapp thing. To be fair, this is like a, a kid. When you're that young, you make mistakes. You do dumb shit. You say dumb shit. You fucking fuck up relationships with people. Like, went and posted a private conversation between me and him. So unbelievably, like, socially unaware and whack. And, like... You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, borderline snake shit. Like, that's, like, that's, like, weasel shit. Also said in the live quote. Okay. Thank you to King Asante on TikTok for actually Whack. recording that and everything. But my take is that I'm on Doja Cat's side. <laughs> Absolutely. Interesting. He, everyone's like, um, why is this grown woman starting a beef with a 17-year-old yeah. boy? And I'm like, he's a 17-year-old boy. That's true. It's really true. He's been in the business, yeah, yeah, for six plus years. Yeah, it's true. He's not a kid. What's gonna change? Yeah, like the day he turns eighteen. What's gonna change from the day before to the day he turns eighteen? It's true. It'll make him suddenly go, oh, oh, I should respect people's privacies, especially other celebrities. Yeah, it's really true. I mean, I'm mostly I'm just. I don't have an opinion because I'm so over this is still going on, but like I'm. I would agree. Like, in the scheme of things, is it a harmless thing to have shared of a conversation? Yes. Should he have done it? No. It's not even that he shouldn't have done it. He should have just asked permission. Also true. That's true. I feel almost 100% positive she would have said yes. That's really fair. But because it was against her knowledge, I completely understand her feeling that way. Yeah. I mean, I um, half of those things she said I feel like was 
not the right things to say, I think. But like she said, socially unaware. I agree, it was socially unaware. Yeah, sure. Borderline snake. I think that's too far. Why? I mean, I think you just. She didn't call him like a fucking tub thumper. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I know, I don't know. I just think that she shouldn't say call people that when it really wasn't that bad. But is it because he's a seventeen year old? No. Because I, I get think- the very uncomfortable feeling that if this was a 17-year-old, if this happened when Millie Bobby Brown was 17 yeah, and she did this, yeah, everyone would not be on her side. This is... That's fair. To me, to me, personally, <laughs> it feels very much like a boys will be boys situation. That's fair. That's fair. I would agree with that. And I do think he's in the wrong... I don't think it's that serious. Yeah. I do think that she's overreacting a tiny, tiny little bit, whatever. Um, But I do think he was in the wrong, and I think he should own up to that. And I think the overwhelming response of pretty much everyone on the internet under all of her posts nonstop with, like, 10,000 likes saying, "Um, why is she starting a beef with a 17-year-old when she's 26? Yeah. All this stuff. I'm like, he's a grown-ass male boy. It's true. No, it is true. And, like... As you said, yeah. And with Ta- with Taylor Swift and the Kanye Ta- uh, Kim situation, have we learned nothing about sharing <laughs> private no, texts? It is true. without permission. It is really true, and I think you what you said. Oh, yeah, no, it's true. He shouldn't have done it. I, re- without I truly permission. believe that if it was a female, it would not be a boys will be boys situation. He's seventeen. How is he meant to know better? I mean, it shouldn't really be that anyway, because he's, as you say, he's fucking 17. It's not like... That's I, everyone's arguments on social media. Yeah. No, no, I sure, sure. I think everyone's just being like, I think because they think there's such a huge difference between 17 and 26 that, like, she's been, like, the one in, like, this position of power is what I'm going to say, which is absolutely just not relevant to the conversation because Yeah, that's not relevant here. 17. I agree. That's not better. And also, they're both massive celebrities. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't think there is a position of power there for starters. Yeah. And two, it's a text conversation. Sure. I think it's an age thing is what what I mean by the power. But, like, it's not, like, relevant because... He didn't do anything that bad, but he shouldn't have done it still. You know, it's it's not like he's fucking like... Correct. It's not like she's... Yeah. He yeah. should have apologised and taken it down instead of leaving it up for like two days. He has taken it down now, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah, mean, I yeah. If I, if I keep seeing yeah. boys will be boys type defences, I'm going to lose my shit. Well, I'm... Yeah, that's fair. I mean, and he's seventeen. And even an age. It shouldn't be. Oh, he's seventeen. It should be. He's yeah. seventeen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? For sure, he's not. Yeah, and that's my take. Is that yeah. he's a fucking grown up? And as you say, it's not like he's new to this. He's been a celebrity Correct. for six years. It's not like it's this is his first time being in the spotlight, and he doesn't know how to handle himself. Exactly. In which you could kind of again, there'd be a bit more. Be like, oh, I don't think you get how much privacy matters. Um, but yeah, there's like not really any 
actual defense. I agree. To anything. Yeah. Having said all that, did you see the video from in the pandemic, Lovato, when <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown um, did an Instagram live with Noah Schnapp? Because oh, they're like best friends in real life or something. Yeah. I um, don't know which one it is. Basically, she just like requested Instagram live. <laughs> and he answers it thinking it's just a video call. Iconic. And he's like, Millie, you're not going to believe this. And goes on like a two-minute rant about his mum taking away his computer oh, no. because he did something bad or something. <laughs> That's so funny. And Millie's just standing there smiling. And then she goes, Noah, this is an Instagram live. <laughs> and he goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. That is um, pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, anyway, final, final thoughts on this topic is that – you know what my final thought is? <laughs> But neither of them have done anything that bad. Yeah, yeah. They've both just done silly things. I would agree so with that. So neither matters and everyone's blowing it way out of proportion. Way out of proportion. Did you, when you first heard about it all, did you just assume it was a joke feud? No. Oh, I assumed it was a joke feud. Oh, no, because I'd... Well, see, I only... I didn't actually watch Doja's video. I just saw people being like, oh my God, she called Noah a snake. And I was like... Oh, this is all a bit. This wild. is how misinformation spreads, Maddie. Sure, sure. And then I just <laughs> never watched any other thing in to do with it because all these fucking TikToks. Let kept me guess. Up. You tweet articles without actually reading them. Obviously, you get your news from Facebook. <laughs> Mark my word. Next episode in the brand new space, we're gonna rock up. Maddie's gonna have a MAGA hat. Oh my god, she's gonna be supporting a fags now go I to have, hell. How I ha- now sign. I have to do that. <laughs> You're, you're, you're falling down the rabbit hole. She's going to unvaccinate herself. <laughs> somehow, somehow. Do you know what? I actually went to book in to get my third vax because, well, because. And I can't get it until three months after I've had COVID. And I'm like, that's... What was it three months? Three months. Oh, that's a long time. It is a long time. It's actually only going to be the end of this month. It'll be three months since I got my positive test. But still. Oh. Rude. Anyway, it's a long time. I thought it was like three weeks. No, no. I think it's. I think it's supposed to be because you technically have the antibodies from COVID, so you don't need a third one. In that but space, apparently, but that doesn't really matter with the new B four and five variants. <sighs> well, that's unfortunate. But that's also the thing with all these variants is that like every two months a new variant comes along, yeah. and like we don't have enough information to conclusively say anything if it's more. Uh, if it's still targeting like vaccinated people or if it's targeting yeah. people who've already had COVID. Yeah. So it's like Ugh. we're doing the best we can with the knowledge we have. Which is none. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's really fair. You know? Yes. Okay. Let's move on, shall we? Okay. That's all my news. There's probably other things that I remember, but. That's it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, I have actually shockingly have written down two what the fucks for this week. So I can bring one of them up as a general conversation. I have none. Oh. Yes, I do. Oh. Okay. Well, I'll bring one of them up as general conversation while you're typing away, which is. I have two. One of them can be a typing conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. One of them is this week here in Australia. Yeah. Oh, well, last week, I suppose. I don't know. Today's Sunday. Last week in Australia. Yes. (laughs) All of, well, not all of, 
a very large portion of Sydney and New South Wales flooded again. I know. For like the fourth time in six months. Um, anyway, but our Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese. <laughs> that was a struggle. Yeah, it did take me a second to get there. Um was overseas when it happened. He was over in the Ukraine on a diplomatic mission. And everyone, not everyone, a lot of people on Twitter and I'm in sorry. particular the Sunday Morning Herald, this is a really long story. It's a very serious conversation. Right. But twice yeah. you've, like, self-regulated yourself yeah. and have, like, <laughs> checked your, uh, <laughs> your, um... What's it called? My exaggerations. Yeah, your yeah, exaggerations. Yeah. <laughs> That's iconic. Anyway, continue. Sydney um, Morning Herald. Yeah, I have made these like posts and articles online being like, oh my God, Anthony Albanese won this election based on saying he's not going to be like Scott Morrison, except now he did exactly what Scott Morrison did and he left our country when we were in the midst of a national disaster. What? <laughs> I know, because... You remember when ScoMo fucking went to Hawaii. But he went on holidays. Went on holidays after the fires had already started. Farted, <laughs> fires started right. here in Australia. He was like, I'm not dealing with that. Went on a holiday. Correct. Whereas, obviously, this is a very completely, absolutely different situation in which completely Anthony different. was already overseas and actually working. Yeah. Anyway, so my what the fuck was going to be. <laughs> Why are people so stupid? <laughs> Why do they think I those swear. two situations are the same thing? And he fucking came back like the next day anyway. Like the um the right right wing right politics politics peoples. Yeah. Are so fucking absurd to me and don't understand nuance even right. when it's that fucking clear. Yeah. Um one this week I saw a tweet by a Trump supporter. Ugh. Who was like, um, the the last letters in Republican <laughs> spell I can, as in I can do it. What? <laughs> the last the last letters in Democrats says rats, and that is all you need to know. And I was like, honey, I don't think you should be basing your political beliefs on that. Wow. Like your morals and standards and political beliefs on wow. that, that kind of shit, you know? That's so... That's such an insight into the way their minds work, isn't it? It's insane. It's absurd. It's crazy. That um, is absurd. Yeah, and that's that on that. Wow. Anyway, yeah, that was that was it. Let's move on to another serious topic. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, have you seen this week? No. Yeah, I'm... I believe you. Um, <laughs> this week, the trailer for the movie coming out next year. It's uh, all late this no, year. No, definitely not. It's called Amsterdam. No. Okay. Well, the trailer for Amsterdam came out this week. Okay. Have you been seeing the pictures of the Barbie movie? It looks amazing. It looks phenomenal. And I'm so glad that you and I have been covering it since like yeah. six months before they started filming. <laughs> so true. It should be the, the Barbie coverage podcast. Okay. Oh my God. I'm in. Okay. So no. This movie... Amsterdam, I think it's like a mystery comedy drama thing. Okay. Listen to this cast. Oh, God, okay. It's stacked. Is okay? it? Okay. But this isn't the point. This isn't like serious. Okay. Oh. Christian Bale. Okay. Margot Robbie. Love that. John David Washington. Interesting. <coughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow, they're so good. <laughs> I just, that's what I was saying. Yeah. I stole the cold brew. I'm sorry for Maddie for having to deal with this. Chris Rock. 
Uh, Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy. Oh wow. Zoe Saldana. Huh. Mike Myers. Wow. Michael Shannon. I mean Mike. Mike yeah, Michael Shannon. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Um, you do if you saw oh, him. Okay. Um, Timothy Oliphant. Wow. Oh, I fucking love that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea Riseborough. Taylor Swift. Matthias Shonen Arts. I don't know who that is. Uh, Rami Malek and Robert De Niro and Alessandro Joe Nivola. I don't know who some of those what? are. What? What is this movie about? Why are there so many people in it? Right? A fucking stacked cast, yeah? I always get so scared when that happens because I'm like, oh my God, how much money are they paying these actors? Okay, the director is David O. Russell. You know David O. Russell of Silver Lining Playbook? Uh American Hustle. Is that what uh. it's called? American Hustle. Um, I see. Those ones? It's all making sense. They all think they're going to yeah. get an Oscar. So. So. Mm. This man, David O. Russell, has a long history of onsets abusing the. Oh. Not. Oh. Of, like, physically. Right. Assaulting um, people on set, the actors on set, Christian Bale, Amy Adams. Oh, my God. Like getting physical um, with his anger and stuff if a scene's not going right or whatever, okay? So that's one thing. I can kind of understand that people still want to work with extreme directors uh, if if they... Um, are going to win an Oscar. Are going to win an Oscar or whatever. This man in 2011 admitted to sexually assaulting his oh. niece. Oh. Oh. So she filed her oh. a police report about sexual assault. And he said, yeah, I did that. Uh, oh. Okay, so basically, um, his Man. his niece is trans. Oh, wait, no, I saw something about this. Yeah, okay, so she's trans. Um, and uh, the situation was apparently um, he was helping her with some work, with like a workout with ab exercises uh, in which he was like hovering his hand over the, her private parts and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and then he asked about the breasts, her breasts, um, the breasts, the breasts, <laughs> her breasts. And he like essentially fully under the shirt without her permission, uh, full went under uh, her shirt and was like groping her and touching her like that. Um, oh, that's horrific. He then confirmed it happened. And oh he, you don't want to know what his excuse was? No, fine. Tell me. She was acting very provocative towards me. What the fuck? How old was she? 19. Whack. Wow. So people are then wondering, why are people like Taylor Swift, Margot Robbie, Anya Taylor-Joy, Zoe Saldana, uh, who else on here? Um, Rami Malek, who have specifically, specifically... Made stands during the Me Too movement, yeah, to forward the cause, and then they do this. This is a well-known incident. Even like, the the it came out in like the twenty. Do you remember when there was that massive hack? No, of all the studios and stuff, and all these oh, Sony vaguely, emails yeah. got like, hacked. Yeah, it came up in that the studios know about it. Um, they have like they were ready to do damage control back in twenty fourteen. Um, but people are then saying like. Why is this cast of people who have been so 
supportive of the Me Too movement and standing against workplace harassment and stuff are then working with someone who's admitted to sexually assaulting their niece. See, the thing I don't get about situations like this is that I am pretty okay with... Like, I don't think that it's a celebrity's responsibility to know everything about everyone and all the bad things they've done. Like, I didn't know about that situation. I don't think it's a celebrity that needs to know about that. But what I do think is that they have enough money and they have enough power and they have enough people around them for somebody to know. There's no way they don't know. It's quite literally an entire paragraph on his Wikipedia page. That's wild. But I I mean, like, there is no way that that many people, as you say, were not aware. Aware, we're not told them, in some yeah, capacity yeah, yeah. by teams. somebody who work. Yeah, they're teams. So then, why? I get what you mean. Yeah, so it's not on the individual celebrity. I do think it is on. In this case, I think it's if it's a well publicized case or a well publicized event. Or well, thing, so this is what I, this is what, but this is what I mean. Like, it's I think that it has to in the end be on the celebrity because how could they not know? How could they not have been told? There's no way. I, that the, yeah, exactly. when it was announced, I'm sure fans were in the comments saying. You know, rethink this. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then people also like, you know, with Bohemian Rhapsody and Rami Malek, uh, you know, Brian Singer's uh, past an accusation, the director of that. Oh, no. He, oh, Brian Singer directed Bohemian Rhapsody and the first three X-Men movie and movies and a couple of the later ones. Um, and he's like credibly been um, accused and like investigated for sexually abusing mm underage boys mm. um notoriously for like 15 20 years did the actors get cast first no the director the director? Yeah. um and rami malik especially during the bohemian rhapsody press tour and with the oscar he won the oscar for it and stuff was making a point to say you know i i donated money and i feel really bad and i regret working with brian singer who has these accusations and stuff, yeah. and I think it was a bad choice of me to do this. Yeah. And then he goes and Does works this. with David O. Russell. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It just confuses me. There's no way they didn't that every single cast member did not know. Yeah. I like. I, I agree in certain point. situations where it's like I don't know why the team wouldn't tell them if it was like a thing back in the nineties where. You know, whatever. Yeah, they've since made amends or or, or yeah. redeem themselves, or whatever. Um, but with something that like that was this widely publicized and like, there's no way they didn't know. And I just don't understand why they do this. Yeah, it doesn't really make. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really not a very good reflection on them because, again, even if they didn't know originally, at some point somebody will have had to have made them aware, right? The only and thing so I... what reason do you have for still going ahead with it aside from the selfish, well, I don't care because it will get me an Oscar, I'm making money, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 which is just really fucked up. Yeah, I, correct. And um, even I'll be interested to see on the press tour who actually participates and who doesn't? I know a lot of the time it's in their contracts if that they're already press tour, but um, I can't imagine this will be a fun press tour. No. But yeah, I don't know. I'm really disappointed, especially in Taylor Swift and Rami Malek. Yeah. Because Rami Malek specifically has stated, "Yeah, I'm going to be careful from now on. Yeah. Why? 
Taylor Swift has been such an advocate and then, you know, there's no way she hasn't known about this. And she was also in hot water for um, writing a song for the Where the Crawdads Sing movie. I did see that. I did see this. Which personally I think is kind of dumb. I don't think she should be in trouble for that. But um, because you know what happened with that? Uh, the writer of the book, I think, is it, is, has, I'm not sure. So apparently, Issues. yeah, I, I, I think her husband was like, incredibly her ex-husband sorry from the 90s was like incredibly yes actually incredibly racist um and may or may not have killed someone uh and for some reason the her delia owens the wife is like still being held accountable yeah i'm not sure what she has to do with that 30 years later for this kind of stuff um i feel like i did hear somewhere someone said the book is really racist but i don't know if that's true I haven't read yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen that, but I'd probably believe it, to be honest. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's, like, still being held accountable for... Because apparently her and her husband and her nephew or something were, like, really hardcore animal rights activists and um, were going to, like, Africa into um, safari grounds and hunting grounds and stuff and um, saving animals or wow. all that kind of stuff. And apparently the husband or the nephew, I can't remember which one, literally killed someone oh my god for poaching on their land whack they're like she's like she's a wanted woman in africa (laughs) she will be arrested upon arrival oh my god yeah so look i'm sure her hands aren't clean in especially the racism um but i I don't know that taylor swift is yeah ah yeah yeah i I don't know It's, it's the same type of um situation you know well there's like a lot of points of contact there for it to get to taylor swift and her being held accountable for that yeah you know like there's a lot of like things in between yeah what happened and taylor (laughs) yeah um but anyway my my mom bought the book so i'm gonna read it and i'll tell you if it's got any racist undertones or overtones yeah Um, yeah um so, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. I would imagine there would have been more backlash if, if there were, like, these major stars were adapting a racist book. Yeah. Like, it's Reese Witherspoon is, yeah. like, an executive producer on it. I don't yeah. know. Who am I to talk about it? I'm white. And a male. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, there's only so far that you can kind of, like, trust said accusations, particularly on a place like TikTok or Twitter or whatever. Yeah, every time I see something about like, hey, don't read this. It's it's the author's racist or something or said something racist. I always Google it, and frankly, to be totally honest, nine times out of ten, it's true. <laughs> but, but then I, I saw <laughs> what was it on TikTok? There was a big controversy because uh, a book that was included in a bunch of like, um, you know, those subscription services where you get like yeah. a book with like merch and books in it every month. Yeah. There's a book that was included in a bunch of them, which apparently I think the author had some racist stuff happen mm. or anti-gay. I don't remember. They were controversial for some reason. And by controversial, I mean bigoted pigs. Um, and um, TikTok was going off about that. But then they were like, hey, this female Asian... Um, TikToker 
who's really big in the space, like hundreds of thousands of subscribers, uh, and reviews the books and stuff. She gave it a five star review on Goodreads, and like wrote, "I love this book." So she's racist or slash homophobic, whatever it was, too. Mm. And I was like, that feels like a bit of a reach. That, yeah, if she was completely unaware of the situation, yeah. read an advanced copy of the book and gave it a five star yeah. review, that she's now racist for reviewing it or homophobic or whatever. Yeah, that felt like a stretch. Oh yeah, I would agree with that. And in cases like that, I'm glad I Google it. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I guess it depends on, like, the book and what's actually in the book. But if it's just something the author says, it's like, it's like, um, yeah, I was going to say it's like a Harry Potter, but, like, we didn't know back yeah, then yeah. that J.K. Rowling was an atrocious human being. Yeah. So that's no one's fault for liking the book back then, yeah. you know. Also, she's just, like, overtly transphobic now on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. It's gone from being, like, I have nothing against people wanting to be trans. I have everything against them wanting to be calling themselves women. But now it's full on, like, trans people don't deserve rights. We should be not letting them transition, all this stuff. Jesus. They're all pedophiles. Like, Jesus. She's full on QAnon now. Wow. Um, Which is scary. That's horrific. Anyway. Anyway, let's move on to yeah, something lighthearted. Fuck. Anyway, any of that stuff, just Google it. I'm sure there'll be more uh, intricate accounts than what we've said today. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, oh, this is a fun one. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk has another two kids. (laughs) I did see this. <laughs> I was going to send the news article to you and be like, what the fuck is this? But yeah, I figured you already Do you know the knew. full context? Um, not really, but I think that they, like, he had, a, I couldn't figure out or find out whether or not he and Grimes were separated at the time, but he had sex with this other woman and this other woman's had twins last year. Yeah. So he cheated on Grimes. Oh my they God. were together. He cheated on Grimes with a top executive. At um, what's his business Horrific. called? Tesla. No, the other one, the spacey one. The oh, SpaceX. Oh, the one that sends the right. That's internet. right. Yeah. Okay, it's all coming back. Okay. To me. Yeah. So he cheated with this woman, who's a top executive at Neuralink, which is his business. He cheated on Grimes. She got pregnant and had two kids. Yeah. That brings him to a total of nine. Nine. Kids. Yep. Keeping Fuck. in mind, like three years ago, he did an interview where he said. I don't parent, I don't interact with my children until they're, like, 16. Horrific. That's the mother's job. That's the mother's, that's the female's job, to raise them for all those years, and then I can come in and teach them about business. Oh, my God. And money and stuff. So, one, he's a pig. Disgusting. making all these babies and then abandoning them. Oh, my God. Um, And yesterday, guess what he tweeted? It was really gross. Okay, he tweeted... Uh, basically, he said, um, underpopulation is a real issue that we're going to need to deal with. What? And then his next tweet said, um, doing my part to stop underpopulation, lol. In regards to him having sex with a top executive at his business, like one of his underlings, 
whilst cheating on his uh, girlfriend, who he who was pregnant. You know, that's horrific. And then he still gets like five hundred thousand likes, and all the bros are like, "Yes, yes." That's horrific. I'm like, why are these incel nerdy boys? Why do they like him so much? Literally, because he's. Yeah, I can. No, I actually can see why. Yeah, yeah, it's like he is there. He is. He is the ultimate alpha (laughs) to them. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um. So yeah, I don't know. This whole situation is gross. Do you know that's they're completely not related to how gross that is. I saw. Oh my god! When was it? Maybe a year or so ago. Yeah. When um my, maybe even longer when the when the stuff in the US really started to kind of hit the fan around um abortion and the southern states were starting to kind of take mm-hmm. rights away, I saw this really interesting post somewhere, and they were like, "I don't think that it's a coincidence that we have an aging population, mm-hmm. very little um growth in terms of our birth rate." And so all of the older people yeah. are getting really concerned that we're not they're not going to have enough of a working force to be able to maintain their profits in their massive companies. And that is exactly what that yeah. just threw me back to. I was like, fuck, maybe they were right. It felt yeah. a bit like conspiracy theorist at the time, but holy shit, Elon Musk out here basically confirming it. Yeah. Whack. Whack. Yeah, literally. That's exactly what he's, confirmed. he's saying, yes. That's horrific. He's got no regard for anything. Oh, and also his other one was, um, oh my God. he said, this is the third tweet was, the first one was like, um, underpopulation is a real thing. We had a birth rate's declining. We're in major trouble. Uh, and then the next one was doing my part to stop under underpopulation law. And then the third tweet was, currently Mars's population is zero. Oh Implying no. he's going to keep having hundreds his- of thousands of children. <laughs> and send them to Mars. To send to Mars to live oh in God. a little Elon Musk offspring colony. That's horrific. He's going to be the new Genghis Khan. You know how, like, one third of the world is, um, they think, is Supposedly related to right, yeah. Genghis Khan. Yeah, this is what it's going to be like, except Elon Musk. Wow. Do you know what? I don't have any problem with that as long as he distributes his wealth between all of them. <laughs> Bring, give it back as to the people. If, yeah. as if. <laughs> That's horrific. No, that is horrific. Yeah. just For so many mess. reasons. It's really gross to me. I don't know. Yeah. Beep, beep. Oh, God. Fucking Elon Musk. I mean, kind of sticking to topics we've already been talking about, um, I I have started re-watch, uh, catching back up on The Good Fight. Oh, yeah. The TV show The Good Fight. I'm two seasons behind. Because um, when the pandemic happened, season four came out, and I was like, I can't deal with... That's fair. Uh, shows that are really heavy in topic right now because yeah, it's that's already fair. too light. Uh, and now it's been two years and I'm finally catching back up. Uh, and the season four premiere is like one of the best episodes of television ever. Oh, really? It's so fucking iconic, basically. Um, is this the one I watched? Yeah, Christine? I think you watched two seasons. Yeah, I think two. You um, should watch it again. That was really good. Oh, it's fucking phenomenal. Um, same creators of Evil, guys. Evil renewed for season four. Iconic. It's a little tangent. Even in season four, guys, if you haven't already started watching, please start watching. It's so good. <laughs> the new season, season three, is the first season where they've known that they're going to be um, on a streaming service when they've been writing. So there's, like, the occasional F-bomb for, uh, like, um, yep. exclamation sake. What do you call it? To, like... For fun. 
just because I can. That too. And like sexy, sexy stuff, but not full. Like it's fine to watch with your parents. Um, (laughs) Anyway, this episode of The Good Fight is basically at the end of season three, like the very last moments, cliffhanger, something traumatic happens. Uh, This episode, no explanation, opens in an alternate universe. Iconic! (laughs) Where Hillary won the election. Iconic. And Trump was never president. That's so funny. So basically this entire episode is, it's like a bottle bottle episode where right. it's a self-contained thing. Um, so uh, Diane, who's played by Christine Baranski, is still aware of this other universe where Trump is president, uh, which she is being told is just a dream. So she's trying to catch up and like all of these things have changed or like ripple effect or butterfly effect in really weird ways. And it's just a really fascinating piece of TV and really entertaining and... Um, like for example, with the um, they have to they have to um do a big movie star client, like a big um movie firm client, and the client is like Harvey Weinstein. Oh my god! And she's like, I can't defend him. <laughs> and we're like, why? And she's like, Me too. And they're like, What is Me too? Me too oh never god. happened because Trump never became president Gosh. and never said anything about grabbing pussy, um, and all this stuff. Um, I can't believe you just went grabbing the pussy. <laughs> Um, if Trump can do it, so can I. Oh, man, uh, now I have to turn up in a MAGA hat as well. <laughs> Damn. Matching next week. Guess I have to. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just this, it's, it's a really cool bottle episode. Um, very funny, very interesting. Very cool. Um, Intriguing. Yeah, and it's like her trying to convince everyone that, no, he's like secretly... Like an open secret that he like abuses people and masturbates into bushes, like Horrific. desk desk plants and stuff. Um, so and they're all like, "Well, none of this is out, so we can't actually say anything about that or like decline this client." Anyway, yeah, yeah all that stuff. It's just a very fun watch, um, in a very dark humor kind of way. Yeah, but it's very very good. Okay, you've very, convinced very me. Good. I'm gonna start watching that. Maybe I'll download it all for my holiday and watch it all. <laughs> There's also an episode of season four, I think, called. Um, the gang discovers who killed Jeffrey Epstein. Oh my god, <laughs> iconic! How many? Wait, so what season are they on now? If that was season four that came out in so 2020, season four and five have both been released. Season six comes out in a couple months, and it's oh, the final okay. season. Oh, oh, maybe I should just wait for that then. And season four only has seven episodes because they quarantine happened, pandemic, mid filming, right? Uh, uh, and the season four or uh, five has ten episodes, so it's not much to catch up on. Yeah, I don't think I watched season three though, so. Season three is also ten. Whack. So I'm just gonna watch them all. It's season <sighs> one. Guys, Robin Michelle King are geniuses. So true. The 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 Good Wife also phenomenal show. I've been wanting to rewatch that because it's <laughs> so good. Um, also, back to Evil for one hot sec. Okay. You're gonna be very excited to find out that um, season three is like picking up plot points from way back in season one. Yes, I am excited. And about it's that. like connecting the dots. It's Fun. Love that. Oh my god. Very fun. Oh, very that's fun. so good. I love when a TV show just comes back. Like actually I've only watched like the first three episodes of the new season and like already two different uh clients. Oh. Two different investigations they did in season one have love that. had a full circle moment. Love that. Also episode three of season three. <laughs> I think it's called the the Demon of Memes. Oh my god. That's just scary. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like a Slenderman-esque type of viral meme. Ooh, and terrifying. Slenderman has always been one of my biggest yeah. irrational fears. That's so <laughs> irrational. I rational, I think. Literally, the, slen- the height of Slenderman popularity. How many times can I say it before you piss? <laughs> the height of Slenderman popularity in, I want to say, like 2012? Yeah. 2012, like, maybe? I have no idea. 2011 or 12. Anyway, at the height of it, I had to... Um, <laughs> One day after school, I had to go back, get mom to drive me back to school so I could pick up something in my locker that I left there. And it was like, the sun was just about to completely oh, set. No. It was just getting dark. It was so spooky. And I was walking through the, the school, mm. like past the bushes and stuff, fully convinced I was going to be slaughtered by Slender Man. <laughs> um, and I was like full on running. I was terrified. I mean, anyway, that's fair. That's I didn't fair. see Slender Man, guys. It's okay. But he was there. I would hope <laughs> that you didn't. Um, so yeah, both of those shows. Whack. Still 11 out of 10 fun. Okay. Um, oh, I'm going to give them a go. What else have we got, homeo? Well, I, think, should we, I was going to say, should we move on to our reviews? Because we're already 48 minutes in and we thought we were only doing an hour episode. Yeah, I think. What should we start with? Let's start with Wait. love and gelato because that's only going to take two minutes. I'll save one of them. Can I just quickly talk about one other thing? Is that Drag Race Down Under 2 finally has a release date. Yeah, and they've released the cast too, haven't they? Yeah, July 30th. Wow. July 30th. As in this month? Yeah, it's coming back. So last year it premiered May 1st, so they waited an extra th- three months uh, this year. So, like, production was done at the same time. Oh, yeah. So it was technically right. being filmed and just sitting there for a while. Right. Um, And I believe it's because they've been actually putting in an effort Good. to the marketing and the editing and stuff. Love that. So basically, they released the Meet the Queens, um, and it like actually looks like it has effort put into it, which is really really fun, exciting. Um, and they announced queens and stuff, and I thought quickly we could go through the ten queens. Okay, um, you have to be fast though. Promo looks. You have to be really fast. Not even promo looks. Let's just go through their names. Okay. <laughs> and whether let's just go through their names because some of these names are iconic. Okay. <laughs> okay, we have. Aubrey Have. Iconic. That's a I'm pretty amazing assuming name. Play on Behave. Yeah. Stunning. Great look. The one I'm rooting for, Beverly Kills. <laughs> An iconic name. Because she's from Brisbane. Oh, is she? There you go. So we're supporting her. Okay. Um, Hannah Conda. Love that. Hannah Conda. We have Fofa. Intriguing. We have Queen Kong. <laughs> we have Mini Cooper. Intriguing. You know, like the punch buggies, Mini Coopers? Yeah, sure. That's kind of iconic. Uh, we have Molly Poppins. Nice. Purple. I vibe with that. Apparently the promo theme was metallic. Interesting. Okay. I would have preferred they didn't have done like a colour or a colour scheme, so yeah. they looked a bit more cohesive. Yeah. But I'm just glad they got to do a promo. <laughs> Last so season, good. all they had was their entrance looks. Yeah. And they had no actual Meet the Queens. Whack. They just had... Uh, Stan put together like a green screened um, Q and yeah. A with the queens. Yeah, with on there. Well, it was a three the... minute video for all ten of them Oof. answering stupid questions. This time, they did the meet the queens where it was the reveal of all the queens, where they're actually in the promo shoot, doing dancing on the main stage yeah. for the for promos, um, and then also sitting down and having a one on one interview. Back about who they are and their story and stuff. Nice. Like, and each one's released as a separate video. Oh wow. So, like, this is why I'm saying effort has been put in. Yeah. Anyway, Pumara 5th. 
I don't know what the play on words is there. I like her hair though. Um, Spanky Jackson. <laughs> Iconic. Jackson. Uh, and the final queen is Uruguay. Interesting. I have to assume it's meant to be pronounced like Uruguay. Yeah. But such an iconic name. That is an iconic Also name. very distinctive iconic makeup. Yeah, it is. It's like Trixie Mattel, but evil. Yeah, it is. That's intense. Kind of cool. Also that wig. Right. Look at that wig. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I'm optimistically... No, what's the word? Um, I'm... Cautiously, cautiously excited. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it's a good sign that they're putting in effort. Yeah, that is a good sign. Even if their budget's not bigger, at least they're putting in the time to so kind true. of tweak it and make it a bit more. It's really true. Smooth. And this is coming from someone who loved season one. Yeah. Truly, if it wasn't for um, Scarlett Adams's racist blackface stuff, I think it would have been a really, really great season. Did where did they where do they film this one here in Australia or New Zealand again? New Zealand again. Back. I'm hoping I'm hoping a slightly bigger shed. <laughs> Hopefully. And yeah. a little bit uh, less lighting. <laughs> a little, yeah, a little bit less lighting. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I'm cautiously excited. No racist queens on this cast yet. That's good. Touch wood. Yeah. Fuck. One of them put out an apology a couple of years ago for uh, uh, being a part of a show where they used, I think, like an... Asian hairstyle, like an Asian headdress, headdress or something. Basically, she fully admitted she was like, "Yeah, I, I uh, unknowingly, ignorantly appropriated Asian culture yeah. for a performance uh, by wearing this wig or whatever." And I deeply apologize for it. And I've educated myself. I've <laughs> she literally went to a um, anti-racism uh, educational course for like three weeks. Whack. She really put in the effort, and I think that's what more people should do. It's true. Skull Adams just... Yeah, ugh, we don't need anyway. to talk about it. So, yeah, cautiously wow. excited. Let's do mini reviews. Okay. Let's finish with... Let's start with Thor. I think we should start with Love and Gelato. I was going to say we should finish with that. No, because we only need two minutes. Okay. Which is to be like, uh, what Well, you explain it. How did that? you find it? The movie, Netflix film, Netflix original, Love and Gelato. How did you find it? Um, uh, I was... It's really not an interesting story, but I'm going to tell it anyway, is I was, we were, we were, it was, oh, we'll see. Okay. I watched it with a work colleague at first while we were doing, we were packing gift bags. Iconic. We put it on because we were like, this looks terrible. Perfect. Anyway, and we didn't finish the movie. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this by myself. And it was a terrible experience <laughs> watching it by myself as opposed to with somebody. Because it's one of those movies where you're like, there is absolutely no redeeming factor here. It's not a good story. It's not good acting. It's not even mildly entertaining. It's just bad. Uh, yeah, I had to watch it in two sittings personally. Yeah. And you know same. why I think I had to watch it in two sittings? is because it had... Like probably maybe a quarter of the dialogue is in Italian, with a, with subtitles. Uh, so I couldn't be on my phone because I would have missed dialogue, and that's what made it so boring. Um, oh, that's so funny! <laughs> like if it's a boring movie, but you're on your phone, you can finish it. Yeah, that's fair. You know, that's fair. anyway. Um, it was. Tell us what it's about. Long. Give us a brief uh, explanation of the plot. I'm like, what the fuck? What was it about? Um, a girl whose mother just died. Starts off real happy. It, yeah, I know, right? As soon as I was in, I was like, oh, "Hi, 
don't know about this. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, and so she's just graduated high school, is about to go to university and is like, oh, but we were, I was going to go overseas to Italy with my mum. Now she's dead. She still wanted me to go, so I'll go anyway. So she goes over to see because her mum. No, her mum forced her to go. Yeah, that's right. She was like, well, I can't say no to my dead mum. So true. Um, but her mum spent a year, I think, in Italy when she was younger, which is where the daughter was conceived, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say. I don't know if she was born in Italy. Anyway, she goes back, sees all her mum's old friends. Has like a vague romance with two different guys. There's like yeah, there's a there's a love triangle. Yeah, it, I, half the plot is meant to be love triangle. Half the plot is meant to be her finding her dad. Right. Yeah, I would say that's true. And yeah. then the overall you explain uh, the overall d- uh, narrative is meant to be she finds herself. Yes. Uh, while looking for everything else, she finds herself, which is yeah. exactly what her mother wanted. Yes. So one of them is an Italian rich boy. Ugh. Um, who had absolutely no redeeming qualities by the Mm way um at all at any point and we got about halfway through the movie and i was like surely they're not going to try and make us actually want this relationship to happen because then they well no because they introduced the other dude and he was way nicer and i was like i mean if they're trying to contrast the two relationships clearly she needs to go with this second one that's true um so but yeah, the first one, the first guy she meets is this rich Italian right, um, yeah. fuck boy, cute, cute, fun, fun. Except you know, classic story of his father wants him to go study at Harvard. He doesn't want to do that. It's not his passion. All this stuff. Um, the other guy is a poor. Is that insensitive? No, it's it's true. It's descriptive. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't <laughs> even necessarily say he was poor. He was poorer than the other dude. <laughs> I think they, they were meaning for him to be oh, okay. completely broke, poor. That didn't come across. No, not really. Um, so, but the other guy, I was love interest. Blah, 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 blah. Love interest, it was wanting to be a chef. His dream is to make it into uh, chef cooking school. school. Um, and he's like the nice boy. Yeah. But he's in a relationship with another woman. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Well, it doesn't stop them. No, it doesn't. Anyway, uh, and then alternatively, she's staying with her mum's ex best friend, which is her, um, you know, quote unquote aunt, um, who gives her in the first twenty minutes. You're so much better at explaining it than me. <laughs> <laughs> who in the first twenty minutes of the movie gives her a classic nineties teen coming of age makeover? Oh my god, horrific! To, you know, the take off, take off the glasses. Yeah. Oh my god, you were beautiful the whole time. Let's straighten your hair. Yeah, yeah. shake it out, put on a dress, and suddenly you're the hottest bitch around. Um, so that's in the first 20 minutes. Uh, we were also introduced to another one of your mother's friends. Daddy Howard. Daddy Howard. Um, what was his name? Howard. It was, yeah. Oh. Um, anyway, he's like this Irish guy, I guess, who was best friends with the mom. Yeah. Heavily implied, literally from the first moment he is in a shot that he's her the father. Yeah. Um, he's my, one of my, my, like. It was actually really funny because we were only half watching it, me and my work friend, we were only half watching the movie. And so when she's introduced to Howard, she's also being introduced to the younger dude at the same time. And she and I, because we're only half watching, are both like, wait a second, which of these two is the love interest? Iconic. We were half convinced yeah. it was supposed to be Howard, which is why we started calling him Daddy Howard, because we were like, Dills, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, my second note, my first note is I'm 15 minutes in and so far... I guess it's fine. The acting's pretty bad. Mm. The second note says, 
Also, fuck whatever love triangle is going to happen. I want the Iris Daddy. Yeah, right? <laughs> who I then realized was Nico from Killing Eve. For people who oh, watch Killing Eve, he's, he's um, Sandra O's oh husband in that. Um, but in this, for some reason, he is extremely hot. He's extremely hot. Um, anyway, so yeah. I have another fun quote from the movie here. <laughs> that was about half what now. <laughs> um, <laughs> When she first meets oh, Rich Boy, yeah, he goes, I think it's him, he goes, they've never, never met before, have no connections in friends and family or anything, they've never met, all this stuff, and they um, are parting ways, and he goes, I'll text you my number. <laughs> and I said, homie, she didn't give you her number. You don't know anyone to get it from. How are you going to text her your number? Mm. So from the get-go, I knew this was going to be a piece of... Trash. Absolute art. <laughs> the script should go in the Louvre. Oh my god! Honestly, there was this one point that's etched into my brain of when she's trying to convince the other poor love interest to I don't know follow his dreams or do something risky at the chef school. I can't even fucking remember. Mm. And she was talking about how good his ice cream was, and she was like, "It basically just had an orgasm from eating your ice cream." I was like, "You need more ice cream." Yeah, that's not like something you should be shouting in the streets of Rome. But wait, whatever. we didn't even talk about the. Cliche black best friend, sassy black oh best friend. Oh my god! Also horrific. Truly, one of the wildest characters I've ever seen on film. <laughs> oh god! One, she's written as a complete stereotype. Oh god! And Two, they all are. She's but... like this scammer influencer baddie who's an icon. So true. Um, how did so basically she um the best friend know. like photoshops photos of Lena to look like she's this globe trotting adventurous girl. And I'm like, how did she get a photo of Lena in a surfing position yeah. to Photoshop on a surf? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so that was a mess. There um, is so many plot holes. The whole movie is just one big hole. T. Just, that's what I call you. So true. <laughs> Sexy. So true, bestie. Um, oh, my God. 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 Now we need to talk about the fact that um, she meets rich boy. She meets poor boy. Rich boy invites her to a charity gala. Despite the fact that the strangers, I don't know that I'd invite a stranger to like a high class event. Anyway, um, she ends up leaving quickly for some reason. Can't remember why. Don't really care. But she hops on the car. Oh no, this is where she meets the poor boy. Yeah, that he she ran into him in the kitchen. In the kitchen, dumped food all over. Yeah, and he goes, "I can drive you home if you want." Yeah, and she says, "Yes." <laughs> I think they had she not seen they had taken by Liam Neeson. I think they actually had already met at that point though. No, briefly, yeah, because no. yeah, no, I remember because he was in the same scene as Daddy Howard when she was introduced to Daddy Howard and Lorenzo at the same time, and I was like, which of these two is the love interest? One of them's ugly, but that. one of them is too old. So what is going on here? Well, I don't remember that, but either way, she got <laughs> in a car with a stranger in a strange country. Yeah, that's fair. A bad choice. Bad, bad choice. Bad anyway. choice. Um, so bad. Anyway, at the end, it's revealed that um, Daddy Howard is not actually her dad. No. It's just some random dude. <laughs> Who is her her mum's professor. Yeah, which also. This is actually the one thing I loved about the movie. Yeah. Is that uh, she finds out her actual father, I mean, her biological dad, is a um, was the professor of her mum at some mm. university. Um, and she's like, I'm, fuck it, I'm going to take the chance and I'm going to yeah. go and meet him. So she does. Everyone tells her he's an asshole, don't do it, and she does it anyway. She shows up at his office, and the receptionist is like, he's actually not here, unfortunately. 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, I know he's here. Mm-hmm. So she storms in. He is there. He told the receptionist to lie. Turns out he is an asshole. They don't even talk. No. She storms out and we never see the dad again. No. I really liked that. That's fair. Because it's like, why try and have him be redeemable? That's really that's really fair. They like, know? he didn't, yeah, he didn't get any, oh, I was just too busy. Yeah. Or anything. Like, he did, I, he had like one line, which was, can you make her leave? Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, not good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It's um, really fair. Yes. And so then, but my favorite line of the whole movie happens right at the end when Howard sits down with Lena, whatever her name is, and he's like, it would make me so happy if you would see me as your adopted dad. Yeah. I was like, did they really just write that? Yeah, it was bad. It was not good. Not good. It was really not good. And Um, then she said, okay, dad. And I was like, ooh. No. It was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> um, anyway, to skip to the end of the movie, oh, yeah. there's not that many more important points to sort of touch on, but to not skip really. to the end of the movie, essentially she chooses no one. Yeah. Which I actually also kind of liked. It's not very often that you see a romance movie where she actually at the end is like, oh, I'm actually going to be by myself for a little while. But the movie was still bad. Well, no, then it skips to a year later. Yeah. And it turns out that for some reason- She's still in Italy. Poor boy is now not poor. Yeah, a qualified chef and owns a restaurant. <laughs> so now it's implied that they get together. Yeah, um, a year later. So that's all fine and good and whatever. And she's become a photographer, which also doesn't make any sense. She's just randomly talented. Anyway, well, it's kind of weird because wasn't her dad the photographer? Her act biological dad. Yeah, weird. Uh, yeah. Um. The other point I had was this film is called Love and Gelato. Hmm. The there wasn't much love, and there also wasn't much gelato. Well, even the description of the film is says like uh, Lena spends a year, uh, her time before college in Italy to discover cute boys and a love of, love of gelato or something. Yeah, I took this as she's gonna like it's gonna be a plot point. She's gonna be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Open a gelato shop. Gelato doesn't make an appearance until like honestly, an hour into the film. I have it written somewhere. Yeah, it was exactly 60 minutes, which is more than halfway through the film, uh, is when gelato happens for the first time. Yeah, and then it makes a second and final appearance appearance (laughs) on the train when he lets her eat the gelato, and that's it. Yeah. And also, I'm obsessed with the fact that she has um, truffle pasta or something, and Mr. Poor Boy, who has no personality, is like, have you never eaten truffle before? And she's like, I've never even heard of it. (laughs) I was like... Penny. That doesn't make sense. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, bad. Zero out of five stars. No, that's a lie. 1.5 out of five stars, but only if you can watch it with a friend over a bottle of wine, and then it actually will probably be the best movie you've ever seen. <laughs> and Daddy Howard is a highlight, so. What? Why did the two boys have a hate each other? Oh, um, they went to school together. Oh my god, I can't believe I, I took remember note, but this. I can't even understand my own writing. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't believe I remember this. They went it's... to school together, and poor boy's mum worked in the canteen. That's and right. A friend of the rich, rich boy, boy called her a, a name. Fuck, a homophobic slur. I think it was a ho- yeah. It was a homophobic slur. 
Yeah. Probably the D one. That's right. Um, yes. Just unprompted. We don't know if she actually was a lesbian. Yeah. Um. And, and poor boy and holds rich, a lifelong grudge because poor because rich, rich boy, boy didn't, didn't say anything. anything. And like, the, I don't know if that's enough to. And well, and not only that, but like when they see each other, it's like implied that they've both. Had this grudge. Yeah, against each other. And it's just like lifelong feud that they really hate each other. It's like, oh, there was one incident in which one person did something bad against the other person. We never see. And that's it. Yeah. I was like, maybe that, uh, when, we, when it started, I was like, maybe they were like childhood friends that grew apart because yeah. of class yeah. uh, inequality. Nothing yeah. of that. No. Nothing of the sort. No. Somebody lied to her several times. Yes. Um. Yeah. So anyway, the movie was wild. Also, oh wild. my God. Her haircut in the one oh year later God. scene <laughs> had me actually uh, proper laughing out loud. <laughs> that shit was funny. <laughs> yum, yum. <laughs> Would absolutely watch again. Horrific. I mean, honestly, when you said before that we should do a movie night with you, me and Chelsea, I was like, love and gelato. <laughs> Stop it. Um, okay. I feel like I had more to say on love and gelato than I have to say on any of the other stuff we watched. Really? Because so all the, the other stuff say. I like generally enjoyed. Fine. That's fair. What was well, the that's not true. Oh, Stranger, Stranger Things. Things? Right. Yeah. We okay. both caught up on Stranger Things. Um, uh, I fucking loved season four. Yeah. Can I just say episodes way too long? Too long. The only episode, particularly the finale. See, I didn't feel it in the finale. Oof. I actually thought the finale was a, an okay length. It, oh god. Was, but it didn't feel long to me. I the episode before when a movie is two and a half hours. No, me too. But the penultimate episode felt long to me. We watched them back to back, so I can. So did I. I can't really differentiate which. The day they came out, yeah, we were up till one a.m. watching them. My God, so I wouldn't get spoiled. Um, but I actually I didn't feel the length in the finale. I think because it was so nonstop. Was it though? I I felt like it was poorly paced. Interesting. The finale. The only poor pacing I felt was in the last half hour where it was wrapping up the. Yeah, that's fair. Story. It kind of kept. There was like 10 moments throughout that they could have stopped the season, but they kept The dying. fact that they did a two Wait. days later. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, spoilers. Just skip to the last 10 minutes. Five minutes. That's true, because we are also going to talk about Thor. Um, yeah, the fact that they did that two days later thing, it was like we saw all of what we felt like at the time. Mm was we did all of this build up to something really, really bad happening and then like right before the really bad we were gonna see like the resolution to the the violence and the conflict and stuff, they were like two days later. I was like I that's actually the only part I wanted to see was fuck, what was it that happened? I think it was to do with Max. It, when Eleven the, was trying to bring her back to life. Vecna successfully yeah. Hawkins. Yeah, and no, then Max no. Max is in a coma. Yeah, exactly. And then they go two days later, and it's like, well, oh, wait a second. That. Oh my god, it fucking pissed me off because I was I like, was did like, Eleven bring Max back to life? See, but if they didn't do that, then it would have been another half hour longer because they would have had to navigate the whole immediate aftermath of Hawkins literally being split into four. See, I would have preferred to have seen that personally. Oh, no, I wouldn't. I, I liked what they did. Um, I also can we just say touch on the fact that they did bring Max back to life, which fucking. I don't vibe with that. Is she going to be blind? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, I'm assuming that they. Well, to be honest, I was genuinely, I was like completely 100% gagged 
when her legs started to... I know. I know. Every time her limb would snap, I was like, okay, that's it. Let her out now. Yeah. That's it. She's fine, guys. Drop her. Yeah. And then they just kept... Sm- all four legs and arms snapped. Yeah. Eyes bleeding. Yeah. Like, full on. I, they killed Max. Yeah, they like did. a brief, like, yeah, brief no, moment. Yeah, she I was like, I can't believe they did that. I was, I was so oh, impressed. Fuck. Can't believe you've done this. I was so impressed. I was like, wow. I'm them just, committing. They committed. But I, I was... And I, then they uncommitted. Well, but I was kind of okay with that. I wasn't. Max. I mean, that's really fair. That's fair. I really like Max. And I think if they hadn't killed Hopper at the end of season three and then brought him back in season four, yeah. I would have been more okay with it. But because they'd done that, I was like, well, great. Now they just never kill any characters ever. We always mm. know that they're going to come back to life even if they do die. Like, Who would you have killed out of main cast this season? For proper dead. For proper dead? I feel like emotional effect to be minimal, it would have to be like Murray... Yeah. And um, I'm not talking people introduced this season. No, that's fair. Because the, 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 the whole shtick of Stranger Things is that they introduce new characters every season and then by the end of the season they're, they're dead. dead. I, look, The I, only ones, actually, the only ones who made it through a season to be continue on were Murray mm, and Robin. Yes. Yeah. And technically Erica, but Erica was their family, so I don't yeah. know if that counts. Yeah. But, like, yeah. You know I, I mean? ugh, look, I think I would never be able to watch the show again if it was Steve, so I'm really biased in that, and I don't think it should have been Steve. I think it was more of a plot twist that they didn't kill Steve yeah. than if they had of. It's kind of true. I think everyone was really scared that it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, look, I, I, w- I would say my two least favourite characters to watch, and I, I this is really – very different opinion to most people, but are Nancy and Jonathan, particularly Jonathan. So That's I would be totally fine with them have killed off Jonathan in particular. That's who I, I would choose just because I don't like him. <laughs> I agree. I don't particularly like Jonathan. I will say I got I got choked up uh, in the finale when him and Will are having that heart-to-heart. Yeah, that's fair. Me I too. thought that was actually a very fucking good scene and I thought it was very reminiscent of a lot of people's coming out journeys Yeah, um, in that they can have an entire conversation about their sexuality with a loved one and have it be so emotional and so intense despite the fact that the words I'm gay are never said Yeah, it's just this mutual respect and love that comes from you know being family and I thought that was really beautiful and even today is still yeah reminiscent of a lot of people's coming out um so I thought that was phenomenal. But apart from that, Jonathan, he could die. I could care less. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> for sure. Um, of the oh, kids? they killed Papa. They killed Dr. Brenner. Oh, thank God. Finally. They killed Dr. Brenner and they I killed thought, I also Eddie. thought he was already dead. I didn't want Eddie to die purely because he was kind of fine. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, I think it's so funny. So many people have had are so emotional about Eddie dying. And I'm like, I really did not connect Expect with him, him oh. that much this season. Interesting. I did. I think they went a little heavy handed. Yeah. Um, in the final episode with him being like, This is the this is the year I graduate. Yeah. This is the this is gonna be the best year of my life. Um yeah. you know, and the whole Dustin, I didn't run away this time. I know, that was a bit uh, yeah, I know. Oh, that that's was, a little that's a little it's heavy. True. Heavy handed. I would totally agree. And also the fact that he the fact that he didn't run away was actually really fucking stupid. It was like this was clearly a situation in which he should have run away. So Yeah, he kinda of like he sacrificed himself for nothing. Yeah, exactly. I don't think anything would have happened if those bats went back to the house. Literally. Um So yeah. Just um, the oh, the fucking you know, when the running up that hill, Strange Thing Stranger Things theme song so remix really came on. 
when they were fighting Vecna and yeah. shit. Iconic. Very lit. iconic. I, yeah, I reckon, honestly, probably my favourite acting slash scene in the whole entire series was when Max died and Lucas was crying. That was intense. That was, it was intense. And Eleven. Actually, how, that was very well executed. It was. It was. And, um, it was cutting between him being there, yeah. holding her in real life, to her, to Elle being in the upside, uh, in the... Upside down. Oh, the, tank yeah, thing, yeah, 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 whatever uh, it is. Crying with them. Yeah. That was beautiful. That it was. was really good. It was. And honestly, I think that's some of the best acting. And they're all very, very good actors. Like, yeah. this is a very phenom- phenomenal job that they all do consistently. Yeah. But I think that was the best acting I've seen in the whole show. I agree. It was from Caleb McLaughlin yeah. in that scene. It was fucking, oh my God. It was intense. It was intense. Um, it was amazing. My you should abs- win an Emmy for that. My absolute favorite, I think Sadie Sink should have as well. Yeah, think she about should. episode three or four, de- the Dear Billy one, where she first yeah. goes into, yeah. gets hypnotized yep. by Vecna. So true. Phenomenal. Um, my favourite part about that scene was that the bully kid who was going after Eddie full-on just, just got okay. ripped in yes. half by and Vecna. It was like a two... By Vecna's uh, chasm. Yeah, it was like a two-second. no one cares. Yeah. I also will say, I really, for some reason I never have thought about it, but I really vibe with the idea of like this huge chasm opening and all of Hawkins now knows, well, could know potentially in the future about the upside down. Well, yeah, that's the hint. Yeah. Because of the lightning. I will also say I really liked the cliffhanger. Yeah, I agree. They could have any moment in the last 45 minutes cut it off and called it a cliffhanger. Yeah. When in reality it would have just been cutting a scene off halfway through. Yeah. This was a true proper cliffhanger. Yeah. And that they revealed a bit of information. Yes. But it also concluded, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. So for context, that's. The final moments where everyone's reunited, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's taken two days, but two days later, they realise that the plants around Hawkins are all dead. Yeah. And um, they look out, and just as they look out, red lightning from the upside down starts yeah. to spark through the skies of the Hawkins um, disaster zone. And the ash zone. starts to fall too. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I think is an iconic cliffhanger. I agree. It doesn't rely on something that's happened. It relies on something they've introduced. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited too. I think, yeah, I think season five potentially has the potential to be the best season. I feel like because I re- I personally am into this idea. Yeah, personally, of I don't kind of everyone. I think it's knowing. gonna be hard to top season three or four. What happened in season three? Season three was like the oh, the Russian one. The Russians. Yeah, because the pairings were. That's fair. I there's one thing I didn't vibe with this season, season four, is that they didn't bring everyone together this season. Everyone had their own separate things until literally the last, the last like, moments. Yes, yeah. After all of the action was done, yeah. Um, and I've always it's but not like, I've just always really appreciated in Stranger Things how in previous seasons everyone always comes together. So I can understand why they in were the like, penultimate episode to fight yeah, in the final episode. exactly. Yes. So I can understand why they were like, let's but do something different this. Kind season. of do that this year. Do you reckon? Because they're all helped each other remotely. Yeah, I guess that's true. So Will and Gang helped by building their deprivation tank and sending Elle to help. I mean, yes. And Hopper and stuff called in the um, government People. and did all that stuff from, from there, yeah. from Russia. And they fought the Demogorgons so they could hurt the hive mind. Yeah, and so destroy the hive mind. They, which is so why it's like a I take think, on it. Yeah, which is why I can see why they did it, because they were like, we can't just keep doing the same thing over and over. Let's yeah. 
subvert but I, that I am, trope. I am with you where it's more effective to just be. Yeah, well, that's my favourite part. It's one of yeah. my favourite things about this show is when every single character actually is all in the same room sharing yeah. everything they know and you get to see everybody interact yeah. in their different ways. It's yeah. always intriguing to me. But, yeah. Anyway, so loved this season. Yeah, it was good. A lot. I, I really love the finale. I didn't. I guess I did think the pacing was a bit off in the last half hour, but um, yeah. Overall, I liked what it did with pretty much every character. Yeah, fair. Well produced. Um, all the stuff. Agree. Okay, Thor: Love and Thunder. <sighs> okay, well, let's preface Thor: Love and Thunder's review by saying, I enjoyed the movie. Yes. But I don't think it's a good movie. I would agree. Yes. I would agree with, yeah. It was fine. I'd watch it again. I'm, I'd be happy to watch it again. I enjoyed myself. Yeah. But I have a lot of individual problems. It was not a cohesive film and it was absolutely not anywhere near as good as Ragnarok or yeah. as good as what people are saying, to be honest. <laughs> well, I um, I was genuinely shocked when the movie finished because my first thought was, Huh. This is the first time that Taika Waititi as a director hasn't perfectly balanced the humor yeah. and drama. Yeah. And I was genuinely sure. I thought he was a master of it by this point. Yeah. Um but this time it, it truly felt like an episode of like Paw Patrol <laughs> like collided into an episode of Game of Thrones. Like it was weird. It was really 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 weird. And I don't mm, – I see. And my – I think it was less personally that he didn't balance the humour and drama. It was more that the drama was really poorly done. It I could be that. I think. That's what – at least what it felt like to me. Yeah, that it wasn't effective enough to be balanced out. Yeah, yeah. Because the whole – I mean, the so – Spoiler again, in case you've gotten through all of the Stranger Things because you've seen that, but you haven't seen this. But so Jane's kind of like storyline is that she has cancer. She gets, picks up, takes Mjolnir because, and becomes Mighty Thor because she thinks it's going to kind of like. Actually, I, sorry, interrupt. Um, yeah. I liked the intro, the, uh, explanation of why that happened i i would agree too where it was yeah. like the rom-com flashbacks yeah. to him being like drunkenly yeah protect jane yeah so I, mjolnir, mjolnir does yeah i thought true. that was very cute i would agree with that anyway continue so um she picks up mjolnir becomes thor yeah and, thor. and it kind of like it doesn't fix her cancer but it like it gives her this like alternate kind of body in which when she's mighty thor she's healthy and really strong but her human body is like now no longer able to fight the cancer, and so she's actually getting sicker. Yeah. Essentially, every time she becomes the Mighty Thor, her human form deteriorates. Yeah. And so, again, major spoiler, she dies at the end. Yes. Horrifically bad death scene. I cannot even... One of the worst. One of the worst I have seen in the MCU Mm. slash ever, I would say. It was so unemotional. Yeah. Um, It was so poorly done. Mm Mm-hmm. The fact that she was still, like, full face of makeup absolutely looked so healthy as she was dying, supposedly dying of cancer. Yeah. It's like, what am I looking at right now? There was no chemistry between Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth as, well, I mean, I would say throughout the whole movie, but particularly in that scene. I would say throughout scene, the whole three movies. That's fair. But um, also the fact that it's 
a character we've been with for three films, yeah. six six plus hours of content, um, who we've known, uh, and also one of the world's best actresses. Literally. Um, it was a very underwhelming death scene, yeah. if not a little insulting. Yeah, it was, well, I think just because it felt so disconnected from the whole... It's, it was one of those things where we are being told that she is getting sicker. We are being told that on the beat her and the body, beat got sicker. exactly, that her body is deteriorating, that she's going to die if she picks up Mjolnir one more time. She does. Then we see her and she looks perfectly fine. And you're like, well, yeah. sorry, so you're telling me she that she's really sick and hospital. she's dying, but she does not look it. She doesn't look it. So it, yeah. what do we do? What's going on here? <laughs> and it has nothing to do with, before people say it's got something to do with the fact that they were in the um, eternity place. Oh, yeah. Got nothing to do with that. They, everyone else was still all beat up from the fight. Yeah. So it's not that. Um, mm. I, um, so if she was in the eternity place and has something to do with that, why'd she die there? I think it also has a lot to do with the fact that um, we only learn that it's it's harming her human form half an hour before the end. Yeah, that's fair. I think had that been, you know, the scene at the beginning, oh, not really. Kind of when she drops 45 minutes in. In the bathroom. Yeah. And Valkyrie comes and he's like, are you going to, she comes in and she's like, are you going to tell Thor that you've got cancer? And she's like, no, please don't. All that. If we had learned then. Yeah. That it was deteriorating her. It's true. That seems offensive to be said, deteriorating. No, but yeah. You know what I mean? Draining her life form. Making her sicker. Um, It would have added more stakes. Well, that's the whole thing. The, um... I can't. It, it's a it's a film technique that I learned about in school, ironically in uh, uni. Dropped out though. <laughs> um, but it's essentially the um, the ticking time bomb mm, scenario yeah. where yeah. Uh, to create tension, yeah, the director has to sh- give the audience information that the characters don't have. Yeah. So in the the the, the example that they use, it's uh, two men are playing cards at a table. Mm-hmm. The camera backs out and you can see there's a ticking time bomb under the table yeah. that neither men are aware of. Yeah. The audience feels the tension, therefore elevating the Yeah, the scene. The stakes and all this stuff, but the characters are not. And it, yeah, anyway. This would have been more effective had they utilized that method yeah. to make us every time she turned into Thor be like, oh ugh, Yeah. You know, yeah. Tension. <laughs> yeah. Um and then the revelation to Thor, I think, also probably would have been more effective. It's really true. Well, I think the really f- the the interesting thing about this is that we saw. Uh, I think my main problem with this film was really the amount of exposition because we keep getting told that characters feel certain ways or that certain things are happening to them, but we never actually see it. So Thor, for example, goes, "I love you. I've always loved you." They kiss, and it's like, yeah. okay, but I wasn't actually feeling any of this in the first. I just don't think that they were cast together well. Yeah. Unfortunately, mm. tw- uh, 12 years ago, really. Yeah. Fuck. I just don't, yeah, they don't have, they have good um, bro chemistry. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think the romantic chemistry is necessarily there. That's really fair. That's really fair. Because individually, they're both great actors, you know. Yeah. I mean. You know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, And then hmm. independent, it's hard to say uh, the other plot line. There's two plot lines in the movie, essentially. One is Jane's cancer storyline, which feels undercooked, to yes. say the least. Yes. Uh, borderline undercooked, 
no wait, what is it? Undercooked. Best case, best case undercooked, worst case offensive. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Um, mm. I think if you're gonna. I get that it's a superhero movie, so they're like, oh, we don't want to make things too deep. We don't want to make things too sad because that's not what these movies yeah, are ultimately that. about. If you're going to commit to that, commit to it. But if you're going to have it, then just fucking commit to it. Or yeah, don't, you don't do it. You yeah. Don't. Yeah. Just don't do it If then. you can't do it, don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Don't try to do it. Yeah, exactly. Particularly, again, if you're going to have a fucking death scene of her dying, it's like, if you're going to have a death scene of her dying, if you're going to have a death scene of her dying from cancer, commit to her being sick from cancer, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, the other storyline, essentially the main villain storyline, is that there is a um, a being called Gore, Gore mm-hmm. the God Butcher, who uh, his planet has, the resources have dried up. There's no resources left. There's no water, no plants, no food. His, him and his daughter are wandering through the desert. The daughter dies in the desert of starvation. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... um. Chris Hemsworth's actual daughter, actual daughter. Uh, I didn't know that. That's who that. I knew that he's they all of their kids were in the film, but I didn't realize. That yeah, that so I guess now she's just like part of the MCU. Yeah, she, whack. Spoiler alert for the end of the movie. She's, Essentially, she gets renamed Love. Yeah, <laughs> and um, that's the whole point is that he's Thunder, she's Love, Love and Thunder. Um, yeah. and they're now like a crime fighting duo. Yeah, uh, which feels weird for them to cast his daughter. It does that, to be in multi. It does feel weird. $200 million movies for the next how many years. Anyway. Anyway. So the daughter dies. He, uh, the gore, completely, like, breaks apart uh, and gets introduced to um, the god. A god. He's the god that he worships. Yeah. The god of his planet. The god that was meant to be... Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. The god it? that he worships. Yeah, yes, the god that he part, worships. Uh, the, that's part of the religion that he's... And yeah. the god is like, why do I give a fuck that the people who worship me are dying? There's always going to be more. Yeah, basically. Um, you had a really good take on that. Yeah. Well, yeah. We we can I can tell Circle you back. or we can finish what you were going to say. Okay, well, I was just going to... Yeah. Um. So basically, uh, I guess the only reason he was able to enter this godly realm was because um the god himself let his guard down because they had just killed a um ancient evil warrior yeah from the negative what was it called the um oh god i don't remember i think it was called like the negative dimension where there was it was all black and white there was no right color i can't remember what it was called there was a was it the shadow shadow dimension the shadow yeah. realm yeah something like that anyway he's from there and he has a sword that is capable of killing gods yes the god killer, if you will. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, and essentially, Gore is so disgusted by this god that he worshipped um, for doing nothing to help his dying daughter and all and, and his civilization. Yeah, and basically like laughing about the whole thing. Laughing about it, um, that the sword senses that and attaches itself to him. Yeah. And he gets transformed into Gore the, <laughs> Gore the God Butcher. Yeah. Uh, whose mission it is to destroy all gods. Yes. Basically. Mm-hmm. Um. From there, we don't see him again for half an hour. No, we don't. He just fucking disappears. Uh, and then he turns up in New Asgard with shadow monsters uh, and kidnaps a bunch of children to lure Thor yeah. to a place where Thor would be weaker and he would be stronger. Yeah, so we can kill Thor. That's a fine plot, but that's a plot for later in the movie, I feel. So yeah. 
had that not been the entire plot of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps it would have been better. Well, because there's kind of a bit of late. It's like, how is Gore picking the gods that he's killing? Is it just like opportunity or is it he's just, picking yeah. people based on I'm going for these people next? It's just In really which annoying. case, yeah. Well, which okay. is kind of boring. For context, I've read the comic books that this storyline is based on. It butchered them, ironically. Uh, <laughs> the comic book is fucking phenomenal and it's like really dark and mm. Uh, mm. intense and a lot more of what you were expecting. Yeah. Where it's the gods have... Well, yeah. So I said to Nick that, like, I got really excited in the first five minutes because they had Gore meet this god and then the god turned out to be a fucking awful, mm. as you know, interesting. Yeah. Like that, that's just an intriguing take. Um, and Gore kills the god. And so I thought they were going to introduce this whole moral dilemma of being like, well, is Gore actually doing the wrong thing because these gods don't care about people? If he kills them, does that then introduce, like, does it ruin the natural order? Are these gods actually, like, are they... It's making know? it worse for the people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and the comics, the comic storyline, essentially, its answer to that kind of moral conundrum yeah. is that Thor himself was one of them. So it basically throws us back to way back in the Norse times. Right. Norse times. Are there still Norse times? I don't think... Back in the Viking Age. Yeah. When the Norse gods were worshipped, Thor is on Earth fucking bitches. Yeah. Getting drunk. Yeah. Slaying people, starting wars just so he can kill people. Which is basically what he was at the beginning of the first Thor film. Well, essentially, yeah. And the the plot of the the storyline is... um, he himself was one of those gods who's mm. careless yeah. and ignorant. Uh, and the whole point is he has to learn to become someone better. Uh, and by the end of it, he's, he agrees to be the god for the planets whose gods were murdered. Um, oh, interesting. And that kind of thing. So, yeah. Well, see, I think, I think that the problem with... Because, okay, so then again, halfway through, we get introduced to more gods and they're also shitty. And so at that point, you're like, well, Gore is fucking doing the right thing. Yeah. (laughs) It seems like the only real reason why they want to take down Gore is because he wants to kill Thor and we don't want him to kill Thor because Thor is the only one we like. We like Thor. Yeah. Um, Which is actually really independent of Gore's mission to kill all the gods. Um, But I think the the issue in the MCU is that they've – 10 fucking years been really separating Thor from this god yeah. per, not persona but that, him being a god yeah. basically um, and so they almost can't circle back around at the end to him actually being a god and taking on godly responsibilities yeah, for other well, planets and stuff which really puts them in a fucking bind for this story because that's what it should have been yeah I, I need to agree with that um, I just think there was what was the last movie similar to Multiverse of Madness. It had no depth. Yeah. It had no nuance. No, depth. no, no, no. It didn't need anything particularly deep, but it, it it could have gone to places it didn't go. It could have had a moral conundrum. It could have had yeah. for grappling with the fact that he is one of these yeah gods. Like exactly. he's suddenly having to look in a mirror and realize, hmm, perhaps I have been an arrogant fool. Well, because I but mean, it has none of that. The alternate thing they could have done is he has separated himself from being a god for so long so he could have been like well i haven't actually been you know even though i'm nice to the people that i know i haven't been taking on any godly responsibilities which means there's so many options there's so many options instead the option they went with is for 
Thor's character to have any arc or any development, they had to kill off a lead female. Yes. So the only reason Jane died was so that Thor could develop and become someone who can let go of the past and open himself up to new connections. And yeah. she had to die for that. Apparently. She didn't, but they thought she did. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I, my other thing with this movie is that I think it, it did the same thing as some of the other MCU movies, specifically Multiverse of Madness, where it kind of felt like there was no middle. Yeah. It kind of just felt like it started and ended. That's really fair. So by the time we get to all the characters being together, mm. it's like 45 minutes in is the new Asgard scenes. Mm. Um, and then we go to Omnipotent City. Yeah. Where we meet all the other gods and we... Hate them. See Zeus and they have the fight with Zeus and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then they go to Gore's homeworld, uh, to yeah. Gore's shadow dimension, shadow yeah. realm, fight him, lose... And then it's essentially the finale. Yeah, basically. Like, there's no middle. Yeah. And I felt the same with Multiverse of Madness. It was just so... Uh, they go to that dimension with the Illuminati. The end. Yeah. It, you, it, feels, it feels like they split the, the, the narratives weirdly. It's like uh, first act is 40%, third act is 40%, middle act, uh, second act is um, 20 Yeah, so true. You know? I will say the one thing that I liked about this film, which wasn't particularly overt, but was still kind of there is that Thor, which we've been seeing for many movies is really used to fighting in a team. And he even says it so many times in this movie, he's like, we're making a team. We're going to fight, blah, blah. And then by the end of this, at the end of this film, he actually by himself is the one who has to kind of go against Gore, which I thought was interesting because that's, it's almost like, you know usually what they do with in superhero movies. You get established, you like you have one or two movies where they're established as like they crime fighting, they have all these powers, and then eventually you have to go to the point where you have to take away all of the special mm-hmm. things from them so they can just do it on their own and prove that they don't need all of yeah. It kind of felt like it was supposed to be that for Thor, except it was with no one around him. Yeah, no, but I then they didn't really do it. The also. character needs to hit rock bottom. Yeah, yeah. To then have the moment where they rise up above. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that didn't really... Like, they tried, but it didn't really... You know what scene I love, though? I did love the scene when they first go to the Shadow Realm and Gore, Gore like, captures them and mm. taunts them. Yeah, that's true. That's one of his, like, three scenes. Yeah. I don't know. He was a very good villain, but that's entirely due to the fact that Christian Bale slayed it. That's true. Um, in the co- Again, in the comics, <laughs> the character was very fleshed out. It was, like, half about him. In a similar way yeah. that Infinity War was about... Thanos? Yeah. I Marvel has always had a problem with their villains, in yeah. my opinion. They've never, ever really oh. fleshed them out. And I 100% think that that's because their superheroes also are quite, in terms of why they fight against the villains, it's always one-dimensional, like Infinity War with Thanos. They're always like, oh, he just can't kill half the planet, when it's like, okay, there could have been something really a lot deeper here in terms of moral dilemmas and superheroes anyway so it's like this relationship between their superheroes and their villains that they've never really properly got a handle on yeah which means their villains are always quite lackluster yeah interesting and i honestly think phase four marvel movies in general not that good yeah personally i only have enjoyed no way home and shang chi 
I would agree with Shang-Chi is definitely the most polished one of all of them. 100%. No Way Home only, was only so good because of the other Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, also, side note, a lot of people are complaining about the visual effects in this phase. Um, Interesting. And that's purely because the visual effects artists, the CGI peoples, are on crunch time. They're yeah. being underpaid, overworked. Because essentially uh, the pandemic created a um, mm. a bottleneck where yeah. there was no movies coming out and then suddenly they're all coming out. Yeah. Yep. So they're doing double yeah. time trying to catch up to this stuff and these poor people who are not unionised mm. are being forced to work overtime to make these special effects. And in the end, they start, the whole thing looks cartoony at times. I actually didn't think it was that bad in this movie. I didn't either, but there were moments where I was like, that looks shit. Same with Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Having said that, they do continue to polish it until the Disney Plus release. Oh, do they? Um, yeah. So they have another six weeks to work on it before Heck. it's final, technically. So the the, the one you're seeing in theaters is not the final version of the film, by the way. That's for wild. blockbusters. Um, that's wild. So yeah, what was that's it? Is I guess go easy on VFX artists at the oh, moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a movie. It was, it was a of, movie and it was a disappointing movie. And two-thirds of the jokes landed. Yeah. I mean, I personally didn't mind the humour. My biggest issue, and I actually had the same issue with Ragnarok, I think I was the only person on the planet, um, which was <laughs> the humour, genuinely funny. It is genuinely funny. But it is really disconnected from the Thor yeah, and the yeah. characterizations that we saw in every other movie. Yeah. Well, that's what... So you go into it and it's like, what? Who is this? What character am I watching right now? It's just Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Australian exactly. accent and all. This Thor, yeah. By the way, Thor and Thor Love and Thunder has an Australian accent. <laughs> um, that's I've actually been seeing a lot online about people saying that the perfect Thor was Infinity War Thor. Yeah. Where he was both a serious character but still had comedic moments. Um, I would agree with that. And, and then Endgame was just turned into a joke. That's really true. But Infinity War Thor, mwah. No, he was. Is Infinity War the one where he, like... Loki dies at the beginning and then he's off with um, yeah. Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, making, and making he's, Stormbreaker. like, genuinely talking about... Like, you can see that he's, he's like, yeah, My got real trauma. And, yeah, that was good. That was really good. But he was hiding his pain with jokes. That's what we want. Yeah, yeah. We don't want an but, ongoing gag throughout the movie about his... New weapon being jealous of his old weapon. Really true. I hated that joke. I, yeah, it wasn't. It, it was not a strong one. No. The other one that I wished worked that didn't work was Jane's new catchphrase. Yeah. That, that didn't come off no, well, I don't didn't. think. Um, it didn't. The screaming goats were funny for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then they kept going with it. Yeah. Um, the play I vibed with. I mean, Yeah, I didn't mind it. Like, it was really funny in the first one, and so I thought it was kind of funny that they brought it back, but probably went for too long. <laughs> um, um, What else? I really liked um, Russell Crowe's Zeus. I would agree with that. I thought he was really good. The I... accent was good and bad, <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah, it was weird. It was purposefully bad. It was bad. quirky, yeah. Um, post-credit scenes, uh, Jane in Valhalla, I like that. I think it also has potential to bring her back, which is fun. I mean, I didn't mind it, but I, I honestly thought that we were going to see um, more of the dead characters. So I was shocked when it ended where it did. I don't know why. <laughs> I also, for some reason, and this I, I didn't make me disappointed, 
but kind of surprised. For some reason, I was genuinely convinced that Tom Hiddleston was going to be in this film. Interesting. I don't know why. I thought they were going to do an Andrew Garfield and that he was going to be in it. It was kind of like an open secret, but then he wasn't. I thought everyone just knew that he was going to be in it, and then he wasn't. See, I think they accidentally, the Russo brothers wrote them into a corner. Right. Where is Loki technically dead? Would he be in Valhalla? Yeah. If this other version of him still exists in their universe? Yeah. Um, so I don't think they could introduce more characters without raising some questions. Um, That's really fair. And the first post credit scene was Zeus still being alive after being not killed by, by, by Thor. Yeah. And sending Hercules to kill Thor. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was fun. It was fun. Introduces a new aspect of yeah. demigod hunting god, I guess. Um, and Her- Hercules is being played by um, one of the stars of Ted Lasso. Oh. Which is, he's one of the biggest stars in the world, apparently, at the moment. Because Ted Lasso is such a big show. Um, anyway. I would I'm give late. it probably a 6.5, 7 out of 10. Yeah, I'd stick with 6.5. Yeah. 6. Yeah, I don't know. It was enjoyable, These but movies, it had some low lows. It did. These movies are always, it's always so difficult to follow up a movie that everybody likes. Mm. I, I will say, because it's like almost inevitable that there's going to be disappointment. But like... This movie was not cohesive. No. It was not. It was messy. It, it, was, it was so, so messy. And it felt like it was missing things. It did feel like it was. It also felt like it was, it's actually really similar to, fuck, whatever that other movie was that we watched recently where I was like, it felt like, actually, I think it was this film where it felt like they'd just done like a bunch of reshoots and it was like two yeah. years later that they'd reshot all of the extras. You were saying this one. Yeah. And I was like, well, actually, they didn't do many reshoots for this Thor movie, but they did do a lot of reshoots for Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse yeah. of Madness originally had a completely different plot Ugh. that they filmed. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that's like that's how co- in not cohesive it felt, is it felt like it had been shot two years yeah. apart. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I kind of want Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios to step in on these scripts for Phase 4. Like, I, think I think it's very clear that Kevin Feige has been offering um, creative freedom to the directors and writers. Yeah. Um, interesting. And I don't think that's turning out great for the MCU. Uh, that's so interesting. I didn't. Four know. out of six movies released of Phase 4 have gotten poor reviews. Not poor reviews. Underwhelming responses. Well, I think the other thing about these ones is that there is absolutely no clear end goal, I thought, what we were supposed to be, what this phase was supposed to be about was all about like um, the multiverse situation. But even a whole fucking movie that was about the multiverse actually, actually had multiverse. nothing to do with That's all the I'm other saying. things that had been leading to It was to called that. the Multiverse of Madness. They went to one universe where there was the yeah. Illuminati and that was it. And the reason why they went to the multiverse had nothing to do with all of the things that they'd been hinting at about the multiverse in the other movies, like in No Way Home when Doctor Strange actually I, I do it. still think it's leading towards... In the comics, there's a um, a storyline called Secret Wars, which is an right. Avengers storyline. Oh, Jesus, where are they doing another Avengers movie? Yeah, eventually. Um, an, an Avengers movie. It's a Ven- Avengers story where, uh, because of all the multiverse traveling and mixing, an incursion has been triggered right. of our universe, right? Of the main universe. Um, and it's all about alternate versions of these characters coming together to try and save yeah. the universes, the multiverse, really. Yeah. And I think that's what they're leading towards. Um, and I think that it's being weaved through with Kang the Conqueror, who was in Loki. Right. That villain. 
who's going to show up in Ant-Man. Um, uh-huh. I think those two are being kind of woven together, weaved together. Right. Um, and that next... So it is still about the multiverse leading towards that. But it's just very unclear. It is really unclear. I, just I think, also yeah, think they because they haven't... Punch up the scripts a bit. Yeah, and because there's no... With the first three phases, the end of the phase was always marked by an Avengers movie, and so you always knew what you were kind of leading towards. Yeah. Whereas in this phase, it's like, is there another? What's what's the movie where they're all going to be together? As opposed to this, where they're all just all in each other's movies, and it's like, what's going on here? Am I supposed this supposed to be a standalone film, but with other characters? What what is this about? What yeah, are, where, where are we going with this? You know, it feels very pointless. Yeah, where it was once relegated to small cameos. Yeah, it's now. They're all just... All getting in each other's shit. Yeah. Um, and it feels so pointless. It's like, why are we still making these movies if we're not doing any... Like, where are we going with this? Yeah. I, think, making I think it will be back to Avengers movies. It's just um, the phases are going to be double the length that they were. So... Whack. I don't think the next Avengers movie will be till probably like 2026 or seven. Whereas previous phases lasted three to four uh, three yeah. years. And they only had six movies in them. And they... Yeah. Between six and eight movies. Uh, each phase, and now it's doubled that to between four and six years uh, for a yeah. phase. And there's already been, like, fucking <sighs> ten pieces of media for this phase. There's been, like, ten Disney Plus shows so far. Oh, my God. Horrific. Anyway, um, to go watch Miss Marvel. Okay. I haven't watched Miss Marvel or Moon Knight. Oh, Moon Knight's fun. First episode of Moon Knight, horrifically bad. Every other episode, exponentially better. Okay. All right, I'll uh, give it a go. Miss Marvel, consistently good. My brief review of Miss Marvel is that I really, really love it. The characters are all fun. It has some really fun um, cultural aspects and like historical storylines, which mm. is very fun. Um, but I, it does still suffer from the Disney Plus Marvel show six episode, yeah, pacing issue, where it feels like a movie split into six. Um, Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel has some real issues this phase. I don't know. In my, is my conclusion. I think Moon Knight, WandaVision, and Loki were the only Disney Plus shows that have actually um, been written as shows. Yeah, that's fair. It feels like it anyway. That's fair. You know? Like, yeah. Anyway. Okay. We should wrap up. We should. It's been so long. Quickly, Maddie. What the fuck of the weeks? My what oh the my fuck God. of the week this week. Mine's so good. Is people on social media already being so down on Drag Race Down Under Season 2? Oh. I really desperately want people to go in with a, a, an open mind um, and not already be hating on it because of season one. Uh, give, like, the promos are good. The Meet the Queen are good. Stop shitting on it just because it has a lower budget, I guess. I don't know. It's going to be fun. I mean, there's no reason give it the benefit of the doubt. Um, yeah. And also... Australian people are funny. Just because they say cunt all the time doesn't mean they're not. It's literally a a celebration of queer people and queer art. Yeah. Go into it with an open mind. Stop being so cynical about it and you will have fun watching the show. Accurate. Period. So so Anyway, what's your what the fuck of the week? My thing's way more serious than that. Oh, no. Um, It is that. You probably already know this because you're so all over the news. Um, la- last week, the week before, there was a case of diphtheria in a two-year-old in New South Wales. The first case we've had here in Australia in 100 years. It was basically eradicated because of vaccinations. This kid was not vaccinated. And that's why he oh my God. got it. Yeah. Anyway, so my what the fuck is, 
what? <laughs> Get your fucking children vaccinated. I genuinely, like, COVID is one thing in terms of vaccinations. I don't get it at all why you wouldn't get vaccinated, but it's like it's like COVID is like its whole own thing because of the whole mandated situation mm. and the shutdown and the whatever. These diseases that we have eradicated, that, that people have been getting vaccinations for, for literally 100 years. Yeah, there's 100 years of proof. Yeah, like what is the deal? Why would you not? Why would you not do that? Why would you why would you bring back a disease just because you don't think or because for some fucking reason you think that having a vaccination is going to give your kid autism which it's not even if it did pretty sure that's better than dying from a preventable disease. Yeah. Anyway, horrific, absolutely horrific. It's made me so mad for 2 weeks. I'm not happy about it. It's horrific. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. All bad. Yep. And you're bad parents if yep. you don't get your kid vaccinated, to be honest. I fucking agree. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't give your med- your children medicine because they're it's not natural or whatever. Yeah. I'm not you do I will say that you deserve to have CPS called on you. <laughs> I would I would agree. I would agree with that. Like if your child is in pain because you don't want to give them Yeah. Panadol. Yeah. That's fucked up. You're a bad parent. It's true. And I mean that with my heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Maddie. Yeah. Okay. That was a big episode. Anyway. It was a big episode. Well, exactly one hour. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, you have a client coming to record. I, I have do. To go. So. Goodbye. Wait, what are your socials? Um, Lady Alice one on, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, <laughs> Facebook, um, at Harness Creation on um, Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. HarnessCreation.com. What are you? Did you really know that they're introducing a new uh, URL thing where it's just um, like harnesscreation.au? I did vaguely see that, but I didn't also read anyway. it, so I didn't know. <laughs> um, if you want to follow the pod, you can at WTFH Podcast on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. All the links down below, as usual, including any audio, visuals, trailers for stuff we talked about. Whack. Um, thanks. I don't know how you remember that. Oh, me neither, bro. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for listening. What the, the fuck is happening? The podcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.